Welcome to the Modern Real Estate Mama podcast. On this show, we talk all things mindset, support, and encouragement for the modern mom in real estate that's building a business and raising babes. I'm Brayden McKee, a realtor in Phoenix, Arizona. I've been in the business for five years, and I'm a boy mom of two under three. And I'm Alyssa Stalker. I'm a realtor in Ventura County, California, and a mom of two under two. And together, we're bringing our entrepreneurial backgrounds and digital marketing expertise to change the way a modern mama does real estate. Whether you're here for the support or our tactical tips for building a business, we are rooting for your growth. Thanks for listening. Welcome to another episode of the Modern Real Estate Mama podcast. I am so excited. This is Alyssa, by the way. I have more than one business bestie in this room. Of course, the one and only Brayden McKee, um, our wonderful co-host. And then we have a special guest today, which I'm so excited about. Jessica Lopez is joining us. She is an amazing agent and mom out of the Bay Area in California. She's a top producer. She has really carved out this cool niche in her business, which we're going to talk about. And I can't wait to share with you guys. So welcome on the show, Jessica. Thank you. So excited to be here. Thanks for joining us. All right. So let's dive in. Um, first of all, just tell us, I know, I know you because we are partnered together in the same organization through our brokerage. Um, so I know you very, very well. Brayden knows you too um, on a little bit different level, but let's just get your background and who you are for all of our listeners. Um, tell us your story. Tell us how you got into real estate. Yeah. So um, I have been in real estate uh, a little over seven years now. Uh, next year will be eight years, which is blowing my mind. Um, and my background, actually, I was a past event manager. So I was doing corporate events and working 12 hour days, nights and weekends, all the things. And we were starting to want to have kids, buy a house, all the things. Uh, so I got my license as I was pregnant with my first and we bought a house in a new town. So all at the same time, I was entirely new to Brentwood, uh, having a baby and new to real estate. So a little bit of a challenge, but all good things. Um, and then I got certified in staging, which was something I did kind of right away, just trying to do something to be a little entertaining for myself because I loved the design aspect of everything. And I know I wanted to focus on listings as well. So started out really pursuing the listing side, pretty hot um, out of the gate, to be honest, because I was having my kids at the same time as getting my license. I knew I didn't want to be working the nights and weekends to the same level with buyers and started doing neighborhood events, things like that. So those are a few things that I did to kind of build my business. Um, and now I have grown a team, uh, which is very great and exciting and taking a workload off of myself as well. So so all of that is awesome. And, and you are obviously a rock star. Um, and I lean on you <laughs> all the time. Um, tell us when you first got started, because that's like a lot of like newness, being a new mom and everything like that. When you talk about staging, because that's really become like a big like niche, like something you've carved out in your business that's like set you apart. When you thought about pursuing that, like what prompted that besides like the interest in the design aspect, did you see that as like an avenue to kind of like 
you know, brand yourself upon. Yeah, totally. So, I mean, that's the thing I knew. I mean, also seven years ago, staging was not what it is today. Like it's now, I think across the board, really expected that you're going to stage a home or at least have somebody come in and do it. Right. But seven years ago, I mean, I had to go into these appointments, like pages of like data of like, here's why you want me to stage your home. And they're like, do we really need to do it? And like, I'm doing it for free. Like it literally doesn't even cost you anything extra. Um, you know, but for me, I knew that was a way for me to set myself apart in an entirely new market and something I knew I'd be good at. So it was definitely very intentional and very strategic of why I picked up staging. And again, I knew I wanted to focus on listings. I knew I didn't have the sales stats to back me up because I was new. So it was like, what can I offer that's a, a different value add that somebody else is not doing in my current market? And I think that's huge because you immediately, like as a new business owner, right? Like just immediately found a way to niche down and set yourself apart brand new. So for anyone who's like brand new listening to this, um, and, and whatever that is for you, but I think there's something pretty unique about the staging offering right now. Like you just said, seven years ago, it wasn't really a thing. And then, um, it wasn't really a thing in the crazy market because it was like houses were flying off the shelves, selling themselves we know because the data shows, and we know as agents who have all used this um, to market homes, we know the value of it, even in a crazy market. It's what helps, you know, drive that price up even further and sell lifestyle. But for, you know, as we're entering into this new climate, I think that we're going to see even more how essential staging is. So for anybody who's new here or like, hasn't really done staging before, or maybe they're looking to push into the listing side of things. Can you kind of like run down some, some, maybe some basic data behind staging and like why it's important and like just some ways to maybe like start, you know, incorporating that into your business? Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it's the way I kind of talk about it to clients and the way I explain it to them is, you know, what our goal ultimately with staging is to create an environment that buyers can picture their life there, not your life, not you living there, right? They want to walk into a home and picture their family at the dining table. And how cute is this living room set up? Even though we know the furniture is not staying, right? Like you, you do know that that's not staying, but it creates this whole painting and this whole picture. The last thing you want them to do is walk into a home and immediately see your family photo and all of a sudden they're realizing, oh, this couple sleeps in this bed and this is where their child plays, right? Like it takes them out of it and you want to keep them in it in a way that they want their imaginary life to be set there. And there, I mean, I tell people, I'm like, it's like walking in a model home, right? Like there's a reason why it feels so nice and why you can picture all these different spaces as being yours is because it's it's put together perfectly. It's painting this picture, but it's also not overly personalized. So yeah. it's trying to find that, that blend, right. Of just yeah. having it feel complete, but not so personal that somebody else couldn't picture their life in that home. Yeah, absolutely. And then when we talk about like, like some data points and stuff, like what, you know, and in your experience of results, like what can you speak to, like from that aspect of like the difference it actually does make? 
Yeah, I think they say it's like 17%. It sells for 17% faster. So I feel like that's one of the highest things that I focus on is that it's, you know, sure price. I mean, ultimately it has to still be within comps. I mean, the last few years have just been a totally weird. Um, but I try to not speak as much on the value because I feel like sure, yes, but the timeline, right? 17% faster. If I can get your whole home like home sold faster. Um, and having it go, you know, it just makes the whole process smoother. Uh, and they do say, I think it's like 48% of buyers, like can't picture themselves in a home, um, if it's not staged. So that goes both ways. If it's totally vacant or if it's too personal, right? Like you need to have that middle ground. Um, so yeah, I feel like the 17% faster is something I really lean into. That's huge. I didn't even think about that. I was thinking more of like pushing that price over, you know, pumping that up. And like, that's huge, especially right now where things are sitting longer. So that's just going to make like all the difference. And from a, a digital marketing aspect, which is something that I always love to focus on your first impression is online. So having a beautifully staged home in those professional photos, that whole, that's all a part of the package. Like being able to sell that look versus empty rooms is huge on getting people through the door. So, yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's been interesting for me because now I actually have agents who will see a new listing come up And they will message me and they're like, I knew it was your house without even seeing you as a listing agent because of the photos and because of the staging. So it's, it's branding too, you know, like I've created um, an aesthetic for myself that people actually look forward to. And they're like clients, friends, and agents will be like, oh, I knew this was your house just by the way it looked, uh, which is huge for me. That's amazing. That's huge because I think so much we always like say like to the clients, we want to brand ourselves to the clients, but that another agent in your market can be like, oh, I know this is one of Jessica's listings because look at the staging and they know that their buyer is going to be able to walk into that house. And we know, I mean, working with buyers, like you're right. They don't, they cannot picture empty rooms. Like no. to save their life. I'm trying to sit there and be like, okay, imagine the TV here. Imagine the couch here. They're like, what's this room? You're like, yeah. it's a dining room. Yeah, I don't, I know, room. You don't know that that's a dining room, but I mean, it's yeah. just true. We, we live in it, but uh, painting the picture even verbally yeah. to them makes a huge difference, but yeah. it's nice. You don't have to. <laughs> yeah. But I love that you have like agents being like, oh, I know this is one of your listings. Like I, I know it's one of yours and I can tell just because you're getting well-known. I think that it, you know, just drives home the fact like that this is important in business and it's good to have, you know, that reputation among your clients, but also your colleagues in the, in your area. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like that's for me, that's been the most rewarding is having people walk through like broker tour. And they're like, I always love walking your homes because I know it's going to be beautiful. And like, that's the biggest accolade I could take right now. Um, So I've been liking that. Yeah, that's cool. I think that even more so what you've done is you've created a signature, not just because it's a service that you offer, but it's the way that you execute that service because you have total control from point A to point Z. And then also the fact that you're the one doing it, that's not 
replicatable. You know what I mean? Like no one else can do that. So we can all in the same, if we were in the same market, we could all hire the same photographer. We could hire the same staging company. And essentially like, yeah, we not every agent's offering that service, but other ones are. So I think that there's a huge value in the fact that you've set out to create this recipe of your own and you're the one actually doing it. And I, that to somebody who's never thought about it that way before, it may sound a little bit overwhelming to start that. Um, like you may be thinking like, wow, that sounds really great. And no one else is doing it like that in my market. Maybe that's something I could look into. How would you set out to get started in building that recipe yourself? Yeah. So, I mean, a, what I will say is I, I started out just one house at a time, my first listing going through that house, coming up with a game plan with them of what items stay. Cause I try to use, I mean, this is kind of the secret sauce a little bit too. I try and use as much of their big existing furniture as possible, because for me, I actually don't want that. I want the house to be staged just enough that you question if it was staged. Mm-hmm. I don't want, because I think that's also like a vacant home and they bring in everything. Mm-hmm. It feels more sterile. So I want it to still feel like somebody's home, but just tweaking what they have. Um, so I started out my first home, just editing down, you know, if they had big bulky nightstands and stuff like bringing in something lighter, but keeping their bed, but bringing in bedding in, you know, pillows. So it's like marrying the two things. So every single house will always be different because I'm using what they have. I'm working with families. It's owner occupied. I want them to be able to live in that home comfortably. Um, you know, so for me, it was going through that first house, going to Home Goods, Hobby Lobby, Target, all the things, Amazon, and buying like, I think I bought maybe a thousand dollars worth of stuff, which sounds like a lot, but it still was cheaper than paying a stager two to three thousand dollars to stage it. And then I got nothing out of it. So a thousand dollars in inventory I got to keep, kept that. I mean, my garage was my storage unit for quite a while. Then the next house, taking that thousand dollars worth of stuff. Then the next house, I maybe only bought 500, mm-hmm. right? And then added that to my inventory. So it's like, you don't have to go out and buy, pay for a storage unit and buy all of this stuff right away. It's just slowly building as you get those listings, mm-hmm. adding to that inventory. You know, I'm really strategic in the items I buy. It's all white and creams and blues, blues and whites pop the most in photography. So I always try and have a really nice clean palette. And I found that blues and whites go in 90% of houses, you know, if they have red or yellow accents, taking those accents out, everything else is pretty neutral. So neutralizing the palette and being able to use that stuff over and over again, uh, has been really useful. Okay. Those are, those are like major nuggets, like huge, huge tips that, um, are definitely part of your sauce. So thank you for being so open and sharing that with us. So I love that you take like this layered approach to building an inventory, um, And that definitely like takes a little bit of the overwhelm of like setting out to do that. But something else that you said that I really loved was, and I've seen this with actual professional staging companies. Like if you take a vacant home and they'll like bring in sometimes like opulent furniture where it like doesn't even match the style of the house. And it's, it's all about how you're like creating a whole package, like a whole vibe, a whole lifestyle. And like, I love that you said that, that, you know, they're imagining themselves there because sometimes when something is like overly done or it's overly presented, number one, 
they almost like can't picture themselves there. And then the other thing is, I feel like it's, it's sort of like overselling and like, people don't like to be sold to. Yes. You know what I mean? And that's where like, I love when people come into the home and they're like, is this staged or do they really live like this? That to me, I've done my job. I've done my job that it's not like, I never put out like the bowls with the napkins at the countertop, you know, to, to me, <laughs> some of those touches that just scream staging, yeah. I actually don't want that. I don't want it to feel so artificial because that's in my mind when they are like, oh, this is staged equals artificial, like in a lot of, so you want it to be just enough that it feels like there's no way someone could live this clean, but you're like, this has to be their stuff. Right. So it's finding that perfect little middle ground. Um, and again, the benefit is it's most comfortable for my clients, right? They're able to live there comfortably. Um, and it's also led to kind of this like totally side business. Like I'll do interior decorating for my clients because they're like, I love everything you did to my house with their furniture. Right. So they're like, can you help me decorate the next house? Um, so that's been kind of a fun little I guess, side thing that has come from the staging that I didn't really expect. That's awesome. So another revenue stream in that Mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about like, you help a lot of families, like mostly like your clients are families, right? Like local families, because you, you've built a really strong on the other side of your, your staging sense, you've built a really strong, like neighborhood business that's filled with events and you do all sorts of super cool stuff. And that could be like a whole other episode to unpack, but we'll let, we'll let the listeners go follow you on Instagram and, and get a good taste of that. But, um, that being said, you, to your core, you help a lot of families and you keep that in mind with the way that you approach your sales as, as a mom, you are like, I want to segue into talking to you, you know, how you integrate like mom life with your business. You obviously have really played that up to connect with people. Right. And like how you infuse your motherhood and your business. Can you talk to us like a little bit about that? Yeah. So I will say that has shifted a lot. So seven plus years ago, like newborn baby, um, I have two boys and they're 17 months apart, not necessarily planned, but they're really close. So it's like those first few years were just a little bit chaotic. And I actually felt like I had to hide that I had young children. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like it was like, yes, I'm a mom. And if they asked too many questions, I was like, they're not going to take me serious. They're not going to like, think I can do it. So I actually felt like I had to hold that information back. And I feel like there has been a big shift in the last maybe five years, uh, even maybe even less to be honest, but the, at least the last five years that, you know, a, maybe I got more confident and comfortable too, but I do think there has been a shift in accepting the fact that we can do both. Uh, so that's been really like empowering to me in a way that I regret the way I approached it early on, but I felt like I couldn't uh, you know, people knew, but it was still definitely not as acceptable. And now I really do think it's like our superpower as moms that we're able to balance all of these things. And I lean into that so much more now, um, because I'm able to really speak to mom and selling your house and making it comfortable, but getting you the most right. And marrying all of that balance. So I, I really love the way that it has shifted to be able to talk about our kids. And I feel like people want to know you, you know, they want to know your kid. They want to see that you're a real person. Uh, So I really appreciate that shift in kind of, I don't know, societal acceptance in a way. 
Yeah. Do you feel like as you shifted to being more comfortable talking about that, that your clientele kind of shifted with you? Like from the beginning, you know, did you have, you think like clients that you felt maybe weren't the best ideal fit and that's why it was uncomfortable. And then Mm -hmm. as you became more confident in it, it was like, you started attracting those families that those people that were, you know, like, oh yeah, we're a family and we've got the same stuff going on. Yeah, no, I think that's a really valid point for sure. I think there, there is a mix in there where, um, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't found my ideal client in some ways too. So I think there's a lot of shifts that happen over those first few years of just a things not being as acceptable that you can have young kids and like working full time, you know, that like, oh, do you do this part-time conversation? Uh, so now also having the sales to back me up that I have more confidence to be like, now I can prove it and I can show you both sides maybe more confidently as well. But I think the biggest thing that you hit on truly is that I've found my ideal client yeah. and I don't. Um, you know, obviously I work with people who are not families, right. But my ideal client is that move up family that we have to sell their home and find them a replacement home. That's really like my bread and butter at this stage. Um, and I like that challenge. So I do feel like it is attracting those people as well. Totally. And I think something that you do really well on Instagram is you give us a peek at like both sides of that, like And I would love for you to speak on this further because we do get the highlight reel on Instagram. I think that you're really good about being honest. Like I've even seen you do posts about, well, this happened with this offer. Like it's not always beautiful in the land of real estate. Like it's not always glamorous, but then you also are very real about like your family life, which I think people are hesitant to, to show that side. Like you said, because you feel like you almost have to hide it. I think now it's definitely more acceptable, but I think the thought of like showing your day-to-day on Instagram where it's like, like you want to say like, you know, I'm you're out with your son having ice cream right now. You like, I think some people might wonder like, well, are my clients watching this wondering if I'm working right now or, you know, that sort of thing. But because you've built this amazing Mm -hmm. business and you do have like the numbers to back it up. I guess I have like a two-part question. One, what do you say to people who are a little bit afraid to, to show that and share that maybe even if they don't yet have the numbers and number two, I want you to unpack the honesty behind juggling your business with your motherhood and like how you try to integrate both. Yeah. I think, um, that was something that it was, you're trying to find that balance of like, you want people to get to know you because we do, we all know the value of if they feel like they like you and know you, they're going to trust you. And ultimately, if they don't know this huge piece of your life, how are they going to trust you when you're hiding like all of this stuff? Right. So we have to look at it from that aspect of giving them sprinkles, you know, and maybe you sprinkle in a little less of the kids when you maybe don't have the sales, but you still want to include that. You know, you can't be showing that you're out at the park every single day and like never working. Right. I think there, there still is a balance there. Um, or your kids always come to showings with you or something like that. Like, yeah, I, I mean, days I'll be saying, like, I got my assistance today, but like, yeah. they're not coming with me all the time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, those were stuff I was very, like, I even had friends who were like, Oh, bring the kids to the listing appointment. And I'm like, Nope. Like they're, they're, <laughs> and they're like, Oh, but I'm like, but I'm still professional. So yeah. there is a balance there of like, yes, things are more accepted, but we do also have to approach the business side 
Um, like I literally brought kids on showings. Like that was very firm for me personally. Um, you know, but I had a lot of help. So that's something that I was in a position that it was easier for me to not do that. I brought like my baby on inspections, like in the wrap, the whole thing. Uh, you know, so I think it's just finding a little bit of about, you know, maybe it's like every three to five things are business. And then like one thing kids, right. And it's not like you have to have a good ratio there. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it's like, I, I've been more encouraged to share more honest of the side of it because of other agents, like appreciating that. Right. So I've been like more encouraged where I don't think I would have been like, well, I'm just going to share all this stuff and be super honest about it. Not being great all the time on my own accord, (laughs) you know, but it's like having other agents. Um, I think what flipped it a little bit for me too, in the last like two years, uh, I made Instagram a priority kind of like 2020 going into 2020. I was like, I need to kind of push on this. Um, and spend more time in this circle. Cause that's where my ideal client is. Right. Mm-hmm. So I made that a priority. And I think having a few people make comments of almost like, Oh, like looking up to me in this weird, like on a pedestal way where I'm like, no, 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 like, let's be real here. And that like actually bothered me more than I'm like, I need to share that side more and not just show the highlight reel because I don't want people to compare in a way that's, that's not the reality, you know? And, and I'm like, if I need to show that to you for you to feel like we're in this together, then I'm willing to do that. Um, and I feel like my clients have appreciated some of that as well, because I'm always very delicate about what I share because I know most of them are going to see it, that I'm not bashing anybody or like telling like a super negative story, but just enough again, always trying to find that like middle of sharing the information, uh, without being, you know, rude to the client, but also encouraging agents. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for sharing so much insight into that. Um, before we go, I do want to ask you, well, I actually have a couple more things to ask you, but first I want to talk, I want to ask you. So when it comes to like your schedule and balancing everything, what are some things that you do to make it happen? Because you have quite a big business now you have a team. Um, but regardless of that, at any stage, like you said, you had some help in the, in the beginning, especially it, it takes juggling, it takes a village and and just kind of like pulling the veil, you know, or pulling off the veil of, of all of it. We all know that you get the highlight reel of what it's like, but we all have struggles on making it happen, pri- making it happen, prioritizing our kids and all that stuff. So just a couple of things um, that you kind of incorporate into your week to, to make it happen and to keep your own sanity. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so when my kids were younger, right. And not in school full time, it was like, okay, that three days a week that they're in daycare for these hours was like all appointments, right? Like it was just, this is that time frame. And then it was the days that they're home is like the paperwork and back at computer work as much as possible. Now they're in school full-time. So it's a little bit easier for me to have flexibility um, where I feel like I would, I used to set myself on this pressure. Like people had these super consistent work schedules and it was really hard for me to be like, how are they keeping it so consistent? Right. Clients want to meet on these days and it's always shifting. Um, So I gave myself grace there. I think in those first few years of just doing the best I could, I think time blocking has been a huge thing for me of blocking out. Obviously, first thing I'm blocking out, sorry, 
first thing I'm blocking out is what it has to happen with my family, Mm -hmm. right? So blocking that out of my schedule and then filling it in from there. Now it's, um, you know, I won't say I have a super consistent, like Monday, like I know you're super rigid on your, like Mondays is like content days and stuff like that. I wish that I could be that way, but it's a little harder when I am staging properties and it's like, you have to stage this day and list this day. And you're, you know, being a little bit more fluid, but the busier that I get, the harder it's getting to do that by the way. But what it is for me is it's more of like, um, not the whole day is dedicated to types of activities, but like a block of time to where I can just like shift my energy and my mind into that activity. But I hear what you're saying. Cause now like I'm managing lots of escrows at one time. Like I have no choice. I have to show up to this house at this time. Like this is what I have to do. But I like that. I mean, like you're touching on the same thing of like a time blocking of having at least something that you're, and I time block by like half an hour increments. Yeah. Like even a whole hour can just be like too much sometimes where it's like, totally. if I can look at my day broken out by half an hours, I feel like I, it's much more achievable and digestible yeah. versus being like, here's five huge hours of time that I need. It's like 30 minutes here, 20 minutes there. You know, it's, it's just easier to yeah. like get out that way. Um, so I think that's been the biggest thing for me in terms of scheduling, you know, we can't have consistent days. It's just not the reality of a busy real estate life, but at least having, um, some time that's like organized, I think has been the biggest, I don't know, brain saver and like stress saver for me. Yeah, totally. That's a good tip too, about the like half an hours. Um, cause I think there's like a lot of data to show like focusing, I think it's like 25 minutes at a time. Mm-hmm. Like Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like using like a Pomodoro timer or something like that to like, just have like mini focus periods, take a break, shift your mindset into something else. Um, so I think that that's a great tip. It feels easier for me. Um, because you know, once you are busier, it's like, you feel like you always have to have your phone like available and, and with you and silencing my phone for 20 minutes feels more achievable than an hour, you know? Right. So it's like, feels safer to like a little segment here, take a break, come back. Um, yeah. And we can be so much more efficient if we just truly focus hard for 20 minutes than half of thing at a time. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much. And as far as getting into staging for anybody who's interested in learning more about that and incorporating that into their business, I think I heard that you are going to be teaching on this topic. Can you tell us a little bit about how people can have access to you and all of your knowledge in this space? Yes. Uh, so I do have just like a very simple agent staging guide, like freebie. That's just like a few top things, but I am in the process of working on a more in-depth, like actual certification course that I'm going to hopefully be releasing this fall. Alyssa's like pressuring me for sure. <laughs> I need. Uh, you know, I had big plans to do it over summer and let's be real, the kids were home and that just was a terrible idea. So now that uh, we're coming into the fall season where things typically slow down a little bit, I'm hoping to have that done and released. So if you want to follow me or message me, I will add you to kind of like the wait list. So when I release information, you'll be the first to know. So tell us how listeners can follow you. We'll have it in the show notes too, but just in case. Yeah. I mean, JLo on Instagram is the best way. And all my contact info is there. 
Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. It was so great to talk to you and to hear your story and you gave so many valuable tips. So just thank you for opening up to our community. We appreciate it. And for anybody that is new listening to the podcast, we do have a Facebook community. You can access the link to that in the show notes or search the modern real estate mom on Facebook. You can connect with us on Instagram. We would love to get to know you and have you be a part of our group, our community. Thank you so much, Jessica. I was taking notes like furiously like during this <laughs> because uh, this is just something that I wanted to learn more about. And so I just really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing all that you have experienced and your story with us. Absolutely. Anytime. I truly am a very open book. I just love helping other women do what we do. And it's just, um, finding that balance and all of the things, which, you know, if I can help you with anything and achieving it faster than I did, I'm, I'm happy to share. You're the best. Thanks Jess. All right. Have a good day, everyone. Thanks. Bye. If you've been enjoying the Modern Real Estate Mama podcast, it would mean so much to us if you would leave us a review on how this podcast has impacted your listening today. Whether you heard us on Apple or Spotify, your review helps other moms in real estate discover this podcast.